Hi, it's uh, Rowan Shen from Shut Up and Do It. This podcast is emotional investment. Mm, one of my faves. All right, in which case you start. Well, emotional investment. When we were, when I started this journey with Ro, I spoke about my current house and, you know, what would be the smart thing to do with it in the future. And, you know, Ro said, you know, you could have it as a rental. And then I kind of thought to myself, you know, I've lived my life here. My child was born and has been brought up here. I just couldn't imagine having it as a rental and just seeing it dwindle away. Oh, my blinds. Oh, look at the outside. So I think that is what I mean when I talk about emotional investment and being emotionally attached. Hmm. And also with the properties that I have recently acquired, they are ones that I've never really gone and visited or seen. And I actually like that Hmm. because I feel if I did and I really kind of went and had a look and monitored, I would probably get really disheartened, scared, worried if I see any changes that wouldn't fit the bill of how I would treat a home. So I think that's, it's an important one to talk about. Definitely. I mean, yeah, and and certainly, yeah, for, for me, I... I'm a little bit handy with uh, with doing stuff and, and the house that I live in, which I own, not rent. And as we've talked about, if I had things differently, I probably would rent. But the house that I live in, you know, every time something breaks, I fix it, no matter what it is. You know, when something's not working quite right, I'll modify it, change it, do something to it. If the garden isn't looking the way I want, I'll, I'll change it, I'll, I'll make it look pretty, right? Now, some of these things add value to, to the house. Some of these have no value add to, to the property, but it's it's my house and I live there and my family lives there and we are emotionally attached to it. Yeah. So we will do extra bits and pieces because of the house and if the you know to just to make sure that the that the house or really the home yes. is also doing what we need, looking pretty and and will will last and service us for, for years to come. And, and that's the difference. When it comes to an investment, it's not my home. I will never live in there. It is an investment. It is, it is a vehicle to, to help me financially. So it's not something that I get emotional about. And, and certainly, um, you know, my first house, I could have, instead of selling a place, I could have turned around and leveraged money to, to buy my second house, move to the second house, and then turn the first one into a, into a rental. Certainly, there's I know a number of people that have done that in the past. But what happens is, in a hundred percent of the people that I've seen do this, whilst it's an investment, there's still an emotional attachment to it. Mm. Why? Because they spent time in that house. They remember their kids growing up in that house. They remember cert- certain things about that house that that that's only important to them. And when somebody damages that. Mm. Even if it doesn't impact the, the operation of the, the house, oh. they will fix it. Yeah. And they'll dip into their, their pockets to do it. That's not how, how you make money with investment property. The, the idea, I mean, if, it's, um, if, you, if you're doing it up to sell it, sure. Because, you know, people want a nice, fresh, clean place when they, when they buy it. That, that's attractive to, to a seller. So you're actually doing it up for a purpose. But when you're doing it up, simply for somebody to, to live in it. And, and I'm not saying that um, all investment property should be 
disgusting hovels where 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 even the the cockroaches don't want to live in. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that there there's a certain level of standards that that the property needs to be, and if it meets that standard, beyond that, anything else that you put into it is a waste. Yeah. And the person that that is not emotionally attached to that will be able to see that and go, okay, well, the property is doing what it's needing to do. Structurally, it's sound. It's serviceable. It will maintain itself. It will run for for its design lifespan. We've done enough. Now let it do what it, what it needs to do and, and return something back to us. Yeah. The emotional investor will go, you know what? The garden's not pretty, so I'm going to put new flowers in, or I'm going to do this, or I'm going to do that. Yeah. All right, and that's and that's that's a trap. Yeah. And and I guess for for me, and you know, I'm not telling people what they should do. I'm saying what I would do. I would never have an investment property that I'm emotionally attached to, for that reason. And another one is uh, certainly with friends in the past have told me. I think it's so valuable to actually have an agent taking mm. care of that home. Yeah. Um, because uh, some of my friends have just had an agreement between the renter and themselves and it gets messy, mm. it gets ugly, the emotions get involved and it all mm. falls apart. Yeah, and certainly, I mean, I've, I've had um, friends in the past that said, well, you know, why should I pay an agent? Yes. Right. Um, I can do it myself. Okay. There's a couple of flaws to that. That then means that you're on the hook at two in the morning when the plumbing breaks to take that call and then to do everything that needs to be done to ensure that, that it's fixed and that the house doesn't flood. You're the one that's on the, on the call when the door doesn't work and, or they've lost their keys, right? You're the one that needs to make yourself available. Now, if you're living in a different state, that's tricky. But in addition to that, and this is what, I, what I've never got, where they've said, well, it costs too much for, a, for an agent. An agent, agent fees are, are deductible. So, so for me, I, I look at it and go, well, you know, so long as they're, they're giving me a good rate and so long as it doesn't, their rates don't impact my, my day-to-day and it, and it can be serviced. Beyond that, I simply don't care. I, in fact, I'm more into, I want a really good agent to look after my property. Now, I, I have good agents and I do take the time and plug for, for those. Uh, shut up and do it. We do talk about this in a lot more detail, but I do have what I believe to be some of the best agents in, in Australia looking after my properties. And that's not by accident. That's by purposefully looking, assessing, constantly reviewing to, you know, based on my criteria, what makes a good agent. And certainly, you know, one agent, um, a lot of them stand up, um, but I'll, I'll mention one, Mara. Who, who is, who is a, a fantastic agent that, are, that, um, that manages a, a bunch of properties that I've got in New South Wales. Not only is she, she good at um, managing and keeping the properties in neat and tidy order and keeping me apprised as to what, um, what the status of them are and what, what work needs to be done, but when I'm looking for a new property, I go to her in that area because she's got the reach where she's looked at so many properties she will be able to, to help me decide what's a good property versus a bad property. And, and Shan, we, we saw this the other day where- We did, we did. Where we saw a property where on paper, mm. it looked fantastic. Everything lined up, the math uh, bore, bore out, right? Yeah. And if we didn't 
know better, we would have we would have made made an offer on it. Yes. However, after talking to Tamara, we found out that you know, based on her experience, the property hadn't been maintained since the last decade. Um, but in addition to that, and more importantly, there was a, there was white ants in the property. That's one of those things that you don't know until you know, and it's certainly something that you know even a five thousand dollar reduction on the on the property is not going to not going to match the potential damage that that can that can cause. So so with that one, we were lucky. Well, not lucky, but um, as a result of good relationships and having very good agents, we avoided a, a potential disaster. Absolutely. Good on you, Mara. Thanks, Mara. <laughs> well, that's, that's enough for Shannon and me, and thank you for listening. Hope to talk to you soon. Tune in again. Thanks, guys. Bye.